Hi. Um, so I have not recorded a podcast in a while, and I'm sorry about that. Um, you know, school started uh, about a month ago now, and also college apps. Oh my gosh, things are so crazy. Also, I have sent this podcast to a couple of admissions officers. So if you're listening to this, hi, um, please admit me to your college. Um, thank you. Love Danny. Um, anyways, also, it's so crazy. This um, podcast, I kind of just started as like my own little thing, my own little project because I love podcasts. And I love to talk. Um, but I am just shocked and in like, I mean, I mean, it's not anything crazy. Like I only have, you know, like a handful of listeners, but, um, my podcast has gotten over a hundred, um, plays now. And that's just, it's so crazy to me how like, you know, you put something out like this and, and it, it's not even a, a substantial crazy number. Um, but it's just, it's really cool. Um, anyways, I have a lot to talk about today and I'm, I just want to give my quick two cents on a couple things and then, um, give some more thoughts on the election and some of my predictions because things are very interesting right now. So, um, first of all, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that is something that I wanted to address. Um, absolute feminist icon, just a wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, she was extraordinary. She, she really was, and she was an inspiration to so many, and um, Judge Amy Comey Barrett's uh, nomination trials actually started today, um, and I didn't get a chance to watch them, and I mean, actually, I did watch a little bit, but they, they're really boring, um, but, uh, you know, the Republicans are saying that Democrats don't like her because of her religious beliefs, and um, Democrats continue to argue that it's more important to get COVID relief passed right now than uh, nominate a Supreme Court justice, which I completely agree with. I think um, it's kind of ridiculous that they're going through with this right now, um, especially, you know, considering the precedent they set with um, Merrick Garland and not allowing to not allowing Obama to nominate him. What was that like six months before the election? Um, actually, Miss Barrett, Judge Barrett, said herself. She said, um, uh, when when Anthony Scalia passed away, or Angela Scalia passed away, she was like, "Oh, he should not be replaced by somebody um, from it, it. She he should not be replaced by a liberal justice. He should be replaced by a conservative justice." And Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a liberal icon, is being replaced by. Amy Comey Barrett, someone who wants to take abortion rights away, that is just written in, um, you know, Roe v. Wade for that to be uh, threatened right now is, is really, really scary, especially considering we are in a global pandemic and, um, you know, the, uh, um, unwanted pregnancies are pretty related to economic uncertainty and we have a lot of that right now so I really don't under I, I don't think that this is the best time to scrap people of abortion rights and also um 
the oh gosh i forget exactly who but um two of the very conservative justices wrote an opinion on how um same-sex marriage should be scrapped and and left to the states which is just it's just ridiculous the fact that they just started their session and they already want to take away rights from people it just drives me insane um honestly it it it's really it's hard because on the one hand um it, it's frustrating that both sides have to kind of go for this like power play type thing but it's also unfortunate that the democrats have lost this time and it's pretty likely that republicans get a conservative majority on the courts which would um it would it would put so many people's rights into uncertainty and that is just not something we need right now um and it's not something that we it's it's just it's terrifying like the the thought of that is just it's it's terrifying and um i gosh it i think it's especially hard because i'm probably I'm a huge opponent of the two-party system. I think it's disgusting that we always have to, you know, fight over um, trying to gain a majority in that way. It just makes things so single-sided. Like, I feel like there's so many more opinions that just get completely left out. Um, and, and that's frustrating. It, it really is. Um, especially since... I'm not exactly sure how accurate this is, but I do feel like it's sort of pulled American politics to the right. Um, it's, it's made American politics way more conservative on a global scale because you get a lot of those um, opinions. A lot of those opinions are left out, even though um, when you consider it, the Democrats actually have the majority they they have majority consensus they have uh, more popular support um you know hillary clinton won the popular vote by three million people i i don't think the last six republican presidents have won the popular vote i'm not exactly sure if that's right but i know the last couple republican presidents have not won the popular vote and just in general um the republican party is not exactly representative of the majority of americans it's predominantly male it's predominantly white it's um predominantly in more rural areas which you know obviously people are concentrated in urban areas um and yeah, it's it's just not representative of the majority, but they have been able to consolidate power. Um, they've packed the court. Well, not technically packed the courts, but um, President Trump has put a lot, a lot of conservatives onto the courts. Not only just um, the Supreme Court, which obviously he now will have three justices on the Supreme Court, um, all of them, I think, in their 50s. So he will be, he has determined the uh, projectile of the Supreme Court for a long time. Um, that depends on whether Democrats decide to increase um, the number of 
justices on the courts, um, which I don't know, God, like, it just seems, it, it's, I, I think it's especially tough for me because it just seems like something that's super unconstitutional and something that, like, they shouldn't do like that. It just seems like cheating. Like it just seems wrong to pack the courts and increase the amount of justices. And I think that it will be um, very unpopular, which is why President Trump and Mike Pence have tried to make it sort of a like campaign debate talking point, like in the election, which I think is kind of dumb. Um, but also, well, actually, it's not that dumb because I again think it would be unpopular, and if people legitimately think that they're gonna do that um i don't know trump might get some votes maybe but whatever it's so many people's fundamental liberties and rights are going to be completely uncertain uh potentially overturned if there is a conservative majority on the courts which is of course 100% likely because they have the majority in the Senate and they have the White House. So it's probably going to happen if not before the election, then definitely in um, the lame duck session. But I, I don't know. It's like, of course, I don't want for there to be, um, I, I don't want I don't want DACA to be taken away. I don't want the same sex marriage to be taken away. I don't want Roe v. Wade to be overturned. And all of this is pretty likely because um, most of the justices that are the majority of the justices on the court, if Amy Coney Barrett is nominated, will be pro-life. Um, which, by the way, I, I will touch on this really quickly and then never again. I don't understand how anybody can claim that they are pro-life if they don't care about the life of the mother. Um, you know, there's a thing called quality of life. If you're forced to have a child, um, if you cannot afford it, if you cannot um, give that child a good life, then first of all, the child's quality of life will be crappy and um, also the mother's quality of life will be crappy. So I don't understand how you can be pro-life and support that. Second of all, um, you can still personally not want to have an abortion and not force those views on anybody else. Um, just because you personally are against abortion for religious reasons, for whatever, does not mean that you have any right to tell a woman what she does with her body. Third of all, um, making abortion illegal can also, um, it can make women possibly go to jail for things like a miscarriage, which is a, it's a terrible, traumatic experience and something that a woman should never be blamed for because it's not her fault and she should not go to jail for that. Um, and also Roe v. Wade being overturned um, might lead to other things, like they also want to defund Planned Parenthood and stuff like that, which, um, you know, it, it, it definitely would hurt women of color and communities of color the most. So, for all of those reasons, you should be pro-choice. Pro-choice is the, if you are pro-life, you should be pro-choice. Um, because again, pro-choice is not pro-abortion and we would rather 
the babies live, but we would also rather the babies live a good life and the mothers live the good life. Also, um, just a quick little side note, the same people who are very pro-life are not um, for protecting black people from police brutality and making sure that they don't die, um, which is not very pro-life to me. And also, they aren't for funding things like, um, you know, the foster care system or the adoption system. Trump actually took away funding from that um, this past year, and he claims to be pro-life. Please explain that, because, you know, a a lot of the pro-life argument is if you can't afford it, then just give it up for adoption. But how can you do that? Like, look at the foster care system. Look at the adoption system. It's terrible, and kids are, it's it's a terrible system. Um, Anyways, enough on that. I am scared for what's to come and I think um, especially with matters of the Supreme Court it's especially scary because um, you know you don't really have a lot of control of that and but but we do actually this time it's an election year and what you can do is vote you can vote um, make sure you are registered I think ballots at least ballots where I am in Washington are um, going out uh, this week. Make sure if you don't get your ballot by Friday, make sure you request one. Um, register if you haven't already. I'm pretty sure you can register still, if I'm not mistaken. Um, look look up your registration. Make sure your whole family is registered. Vote, vote, vote. Again, I don't care if you're a Trump supporter. Don't care if you're a Biden supporter. Go out and vote. Um, also, I have some listeners from Saudi Arabia and Ireland and I think Australia. So shout out to you guys. Um, I I think it's kind of cool that American politics are so interesting. But anyways, um, that's really cool. Hi. Um, anyways, uh, what was I going to talk about? Yes. Um, moving on to the forest fires and climate change. That was my second topic. I, oh my gosh, the disrespect for science in this country actually makes me want to cry. Um, And I do sometimes about this because it is just so saddening and maddening and upsetting um, and stupid. Um, So, uh, forest fires, if if you are unaware, forest fires have been devastating California um, and they were especially bad about a month ago and obviously that smoke went up to Washington too because we are not too far away and it was pretty bad in Oregon as well. Um, A couple of people died I think about 30 if I remember correctly which is just uh, it's just so terrible Um, and a huge contributor to these fires was of course climate change Um, And they were particularly devastating because, first of all, um, COVID made things much worse because, you know, firefighters are far more susceptible to COVID because of, um, you know, smoke inhalation. Okay, you know what I'm trying to say. They inhale smoke, so their lungs are not as good, and that can make them more susceptible to COVID and also more likely to die uh, due to complications, which complica- complications, which is scary. So, yeah, so the, uh, 
obviously there's that risk to firefighters and um, a lot of them actually have come down with COVID. Um, so the amount of firefighters have uh, decreased, which sucks. Um, also with forest fires, um, usually you get a lot of um, volunteers that are like retired firefighters will go volunteer and help out with forest fires, which is awesome. But also that is far more unlikely this year, again, because of COVID. Um, a lot of these firefighters are older and have, um, you know, years of smoke inhalation. So um, they are less likely to come out or were less likely to come out. Um, I don't think there's any fires happening currently. So this is all kind of in in the past tense but and it's it's part of the reason why the fires were so bad to begin with um thirdly in california and sometimes in washington they also do controlled burns where they burn away you know some of the um just like dead stuff that's that's definitely more susceptible to fires and um they were unable to do that this time because uh, they they didn't want to risk you know putting public safety at they didn't want to risk public safety by um, putting smoke into the air when of course already there is this um, respiratory virus going around so COVID was obviously the cause of a lot of this and another reason was often firefighters from Australia actually will come over and help California um, and vice versa uh, firefighters from California often will go help Australia because their wildfire seasons are sort of in January I don't know if you guys even remember because it feels like eons ago but um there were pretty bad wildfires in Australia earlier this year. I think in like late January, I want to say, or early Jan. I don't remember. But anyways, um, so yeah, we will help them and they will help us. But obviously, that's not happening again this year because of COVID. Um, lastly, I think lastly, um, there have been a lot more developments and constructions around fire-prone regions because of, um, you know, overpopulation in California, increased population. They built, um, you know, more homes to try to get people affordable housing and um, stuff, but of course they built it in more fire-prone areas, so people had to be evacuated, and um, yeah, so a lot of that's that's also part of the reason why there was more human casualty um and yeah another reason they were especially bad actually is again because of that um covid piece when people were evacuated it was really hard to do that without um obviously coming in contact with other people so uh, and um is, is very tricky to get people evacuated. I actually don't even know how they managed to make sure that people got to shelters and, you know, had protection. And I'm sure people got infected that way too, which is just, it's, it's awful. Um, and also the air quality around here was very bad for a long time. Um, but it's a lot better now, which is great. Uh, and yeah, 
these these wildfires were just devastating all around. Um, America's really going through a lot right now. Um, but yeah, uh, President Trump actually went and visited California and talked to climate specialists, and they were, you know, trying to work with him and all. But um, it didn't really work out, and he said something along the lines of, I don't think science knows, actually, which was just so, it was so frustrating to see a president just outright deny science. Like, how can you just deny truths? Like, that is just, like, cognitive dissonance to another level. I really just don't even understand how you can just flat out deny a scientific consensus. You know, scientists say wear masks and you say no. Like, I just don't understand that. And I think this is a pretty common, like, you know, conservative sort of ideology, which it's just so immensely frustrating. Just the idea that, like, you know, you're, you are right and all of the historians, artists, teachers, professors, um, scientists, they're all wrong. You know, like you, you hear this argument not from from a minority of people. Obviously, this is not all conservatives or anything like that. But I have heard this quite often, where you know, um, professors are indoctr- indoctrinating students, and um, we need a more pro-America history and stuff. Actually, Trump even said stuff like this. Our president, which is just scary. Um, I am starting to believe that we live in North Korea. This is totally unrelated. But actually, Trump had his first rally today. That's another thing. Trump tested positive for COVID. Oh my gosh, so much has happened in the last month. Um, I could probably do like five separate episodes on all of these things. But yeah, Trump tested positive for COVID, which is sort of weird because he recovered in like less than a week. But, you know, like, good for him. Um, I'm glad he hasn't been going around and being like, oh, my gosh, like, COVID is fake, which I kind of expected him to do more. But anyways, um, so he's been having his rallies. And today he had, like, little girls perform at the rallies dressed in, like, you know, um, American flag stuff and American colors. And, like, they were singing, like, some song uh some like pro-trump song and it was just like creepy anyways we liberals are indoctrinating the kids Hmm. anyways um i yeah uh, it's just it's so fascinating to me you know gosh i think there's a reason that conservative areas are typically less educated because it just does not make sense to me anyways that was that was kind of rude, but, um, I, I I definitely know smart conservatives, but it's, it is sort of fascinating to me how, um, you know, a lot, the majority of, um, the Trump supporters that I've, like, talked to or seen say things online have, indicated that they just have no respect for history or science or anything like that uh like today was actually indigenous people's day i'm not even gonna say columbus day because that is just stupid but mike pence um was talking about 
how Columbus was this hero and great guy. It's like, how can you just straight up deny history? How can you just pretend it didn't happen? Like, it's it's bound to happen again if you don't learn from it. So I just don't, I just don't understand that. It's so ridiculous to me. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's my little rant on Trump denying science, which is happening way too often. Now to the election. Um, Biden is steadily increasing the polls, but again, there really hasn't been an insane amount of movement, like a little bit, but not really. Um, and of course, none of this matters if you do not go out and vote. I was thinking about this and it was giving me some hope. Um, you know, with Hillary, we all saw the polls and she was, I think, like 10 points ahead of Trump um, in some of the polls that happened like right before the election. And I think everybody was just totally convinced that she would win. Everyone was like, yeah, like, of course, Hillary is going to win. She um, is doing so much better than him in all of the polls. Um, everybody's going to vote for her. Like, who in their right mind would vote for Trump? And then what, like, 40 million people just did not vote, period, which I kind of understand. Like, obviously, no. Like, don't do that. Like, that is so stupid. But I kind of get it because, like, yeah, like, why would you go take off time from work to vote? Um, You know, you're wasting your time, basically. Like, those lines are long and annoying. And obviously, I can't relate because I live in Washington and we have universal mail-in, which is great. And there's no fraud. That's another thing. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, um, it it's just... um. It's just really stupid, you know, because it's like, why would you go waste your time and vote for somebody who's definitely already going to win? And she did win the popular vote. She she won by three million people, but still that wasn't enough. You know, um, she still lost the election, even though she had more popular support. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen with Joe Biden. I think people are really, really, really frustrated with Trump. And I think um, he has somehow, you know, this was, I think, one of the most concerning things about Joe Biden. Like, will he be able to get the base excited enough? But I feel like Trump has kind of done that job for him. Like, Joe hasn't really had to um, get anybody excited about him because... Trump has, you know, just continued to mess up and be terrible and be Trump, um, which has definitely made people pretty excited about voting for Biden. I also think the whole settle for Biden thing was very effective, even though Biden really hasn't said that himself. Like, very, very good. Um, whoever came up with that, very good. Because yes, settle for Biden. I agree. Um, and Oh, another thing that happened, the debate between Joe and Trump, um, I think it became very obvious who was the winner there, even though they both sounded like cranky old men. Um, Joe definitely kept his cool much more, and um, yeah, anyways, settle for Biden, Um, yeah. Oh, and the vice presidential debate also happened. 
I think Pence lost miserably and he didn't answer a single question. But also after the debate, Kamala Harris was faced with a lot of um, uh, just like racism and sexism and terrible things online, which was really disheartening to see because, you know, for um, a party that likes to claim that America is not a racist country, they are quite quite racist themselves. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I might do a little bit more of an in-depth look at some of the things that I talked about today, but I don't want this to go too long because I can ramble forever. So I'm going to stop it there. Anyways, I really miss doing this and thank you to all you guys who listen to me. That's kind of crazy. Um, anyways, uh, see ya.